Good evening and welcome to Matters of Life. I'm your host, John Lucier, and I'd like to thank you all for joining us on this show and especially want to thank the listeners for their grace this past week as we moved and transitioned. And this is the first message coming at you from our new location in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. So thank you all for that. It's been very interesting just the past couple of weeks between everything that's been happening here in the U.S., but also the entirety of the globe between um, just all the Supreme Court rulings and the cases and, and lawsuits and um, attacks, whether they're real or staged or um, there's been so much, so much has happened. And one of the things the Lord has been impressing upon me in all this, of course, as we're building up and leading to the upcoming election, midterm election here in the United States, is the need for vision and why it's so important to have vision. You know, vision is defined as the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination and or wisdom and with everything that's happening it, it almost appears chaotic and can appear chaotic to many so this is one of the main purposes and reasons that we need vision and why it is so important in our lives but um for the listeners i'd like to introduce our i'll say co-hosts guests on the show, my wife, Kamisha Lucier. Hi, everybody. Hi, sweetheart. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for joining me, honey. You're most welcome. It's my pleasure. So I have brought her or asked her to join us so we can discuss vision because it pertains to so many, to literally every area and aspect of our life. It's not just for the nation. It's for us as individuals. It's for our, our homes and our families and our communities, and ultimately, I'll say the collective is as a nation, and where we're going, right? You see it in the business world, you see it in, in so many areas and facets of life, having vision and the necessity of having vision. So, mm-hmm. of course, there's the, uh, the scriptural basis for this. We find in Habakkuk, it's in chapter two, and I'll read the first three verses. He says, I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart, and I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me, and how I may reply when I am reproved. Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastened towards the goal, and it will not fail. Though it tarries, Wait for it, for it will certainly come. It will not delay. You know, as I I read this, of course, that's the biblical foundation for uh, one of them, one of the many scriptures that talk about having vision and the point and purpose. But I can't help but think back to just the founding of this nation. We had uh, our founding fathers who sought the vision. They didn't just concoct it on, on their own and come up with their own knowledge or understanding. 
But these were, there were many men of faith that sought the Lord for his leading and his will for this nation. And then, and you kind of have that explained here. That's the first verse in Habakkuk, right? He talks about how he's, he's on, he's watchful, being watchful of what he, talking about the Lord, would say to him so that he can then write it down as the instructions he's given by the Lord. Write it down so that those that read it can run. And just thinking back on the history of this nation where even before we had officially become a nation, that vision was communicated. It began with a declaration of independence and it said, hey, look at all these different things. These are the reasons why we are breaking away from this authority. And listed out in many ways in which it was an opposition to the to the word, but also in how they were being treated as people. And then that vision was again communicated when our nation was founded with our constitution and the Bill of Rights. And I know there are many that will bring up the the three-fifths clause. Well, uh, I have this to say to that. Why was there a three-fifths clause? That's the first question. And yep, there were many people and they were, there were slaves, but there was also this aspect of it. How can you treat people as less than human, but then want to count them when it comes to numbers in an attempt to give yourself leverage and I'll say the upper hand in order to dictate what happens in the nation? There are people following a different vision than the one set forth. It's about control, and control is about divination. Where the whole point and purpose of the vision that our founding fathers sought, and that we're even seeing here in what we just read in Habakkuk, was that they received the vision from the Lord, and they were writing it down so that everyone now had a plan and a path. Not, the, not so much the specifics on how to get there. Those need to be worked out. But they had a, a goal and a destination in mind that they were working toward little by little every day. Um, so uh, I'll say that to open it up. And uh, Well, when you read that definition of vision, um, for me it also includes the ability to see what's in front of you at the moment. Amen. Because it's hard to get a projection of where you're going if you don't recognize where you are today. Um, and being able to see and recognize, uh, and we would call it discerning, um, in, in Christian language, we would say, are you able to differentiate between where you are, what you need, what's working, what's not working, to be able to then um, move forward? You know, how do we request, or how do we link up with God without first recognizing that we need a Savior? You know, that one one has to precede the other, but they come together. So, you know, thinking about vision, it's it's super important to understand those those two components of it, not just see what's coming down the line, but see today, and then look forward to tomorrow, and asking God what his perspective is on all things. Um, in Habakkuk, what you read, it was talking about he was looking for vision from God, Amen. not telling God, this is what I want. Now you do it. 
He was saying, make it happen. <laughs> right. He was saying, what's your perspective, Lord? So that when, when someone else comes to challenge me on this, or even the adversary comes to push against me on this, I know um, what I'm supposed to be doing. And I also know the reasons why I stand that it's based on your word, because faith in God begins where the will of God is known. So that was their, um, their writ of permission, if you will, getting mm-hmm. the word from the Lord on why they could exist as a nation, why they would be restored, why they could rebuild, why they would be moving forward, why um, God was going to move on their behalf and do great things. And, you know, as we look at our own lives, I know that we are physically located in America, and there are many nations, and of course, you know, Americans are always deemed as thinking their country is more special, but I think every person, every people group thinks their country is the best country, and the most important, and the most significant. There's beautiful things about every nation on the earth, and there's ungodly things about every nation as well, but keeping in mind that the earth is, in fact, the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and the world and they that dwell therein. So there's the distinction between the nations is because God gave us a different component to carry out in his ultimate vision. Absolutely. But they're all equally important and they're all needed. So if you're listening in another country, this absolutely applies to you to get the vision from God. What is he saying about your nation that you're located in? What is he saying about... Uh, what he's doing in the earth as a whole, what is he doing in your nation, what is he doing in your your physical, I mean, your locale, what is he doing in your family? We need mm-hmm. his perspective on every every echelon or every level of life that we partake of from the the microscopic or the minutia of it to the to the grand and the macro um, visibility on that. Amen. Um I'll say that that's the, the key thing is where does the vision come from? Because there's many voices in the earth, right? And depending on who you talk to, everyone has an opinion, mm-hmm. even with our elected officials. Uh, but it, we see this pattern throughout scripture as well. How, well, I'll say it in this way. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says, where there's no vision, the people perish. But those that keep the law, they are happy. Or happy are they depending on your translation. All right, so vision is absolutely important, but again, and we've talked, we were just talking about where this vision comes from. It has to come from the Lord. If we look throughout Scripture, um, whether it's, I mean, this goes all the way back to Deuteronomy 12. Um, let me get there real quick. Deuteronomy 12, I'll read verse 8 and 9. It says, You shall not, do at all what we are doing here today, every man doing what is right in his own eyes. For you have not as yet come to the resting place and the inheritance which the Lord your God is giving you. And you see that sentiment right there, especially in and throughout Judges. There are multiple times in Judges where there are these significant events that happen, but it always starts the same way, saying, in those days, there was no king in Israel. But you can say that it doesn't necessarily have to mean Israel, the nation, mm-hmm. right? But for any nation, there mm-hmm. was no king. There was no single person, I'll say, giving the vision. Yeah, like leader. Uh, no a leadership. leader, exactly. And I don't necessarily just mean the the 
a physical person, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking about the Lord. Like, who was seeking the Lord for the vision? Mm-hmm. And you see this. I don't, it doesn't matter where it is, and you can say in in your own life, in the fa- in the life of the family, mm-hmm. in the community, and in our elected officials. Then what it's talking about is a king, a one person. And you see it in business. The CEO is typically the the visionary. Mm-hmm. This is where we're going, and this is what we're doing. This is not always mapped out exactly how to get there, mm-hmm. but it it gives a, a plan on where we're going. Now, all the specifics on how to get there, the, it ebbs and flows, it, it changes, mm-hmm. right? But there's still a everyone can focus on the one thing. I know we're going here. And I know we're going to get there at some point. Mm-hmm. How far out, how far away it is, or how soon we get there, is anybody's guess, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but we'll know when we arrived, mm-hmm. right? And so it's kind of like using a GPS. You know, Absolutely. you're taking a, a road trip, and you want to <laughs> get to a specific destination. You have to first select the destination to That's get it. to, and then you set your GPS to help you get there. But there's many routes that can be taken along the way. There's different stops that can be taken. Absolutely. Um, and you know, with a, a sound vision, there's usually timeline markers in there. But um, having those set by the Lord so that you know, you know, at, at two o'clock today, we're supposed to be going through, you know, this particular city or this state and moving forward so that we're making progress towards the goal. Absolutely. It's, it's vital to literally every person involved. But, but I also want to bring this up with, with vision. It has to be set by, well, as we just went over, it has to be set by one person. Mm-hmm. You, you can't follow 20 different visions and or a hundred different visions that, that, that creates chaos and confusion mm-hmm. with, with everyone trying to pull in their own direction. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has to be submitted to the leading of one. Mm-hmm. And even, and even in throughout uh, judges and, and Samuel, right, they, they talk about these, these times where there's no King, there was no one person, but even that one person will say you know, like in, would, King David in, in scripture, mm-hmm. his role, so whoever that king, that one person is, they are responsible for receiving the vision from the Lord and saying, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the second part of this, which is now everyone else has a role and a responsibility in helping to get to the vision and I'll say fulfill it to achieve it, not pulling in their own direction. Right, but just okay. This is this is what I do. This is my role, and this is the part that I have in helping to bring this thing to pass, helping us to achieve or arrive at the destination. And, and I think that's important as well. That we can't all be leaders, right? But we all can lead and encourage. By and by leading, I mean encouraging others to fulfill their role in in the plan. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll, we'll go back to a business. Again, one person has to set that vision. And then every other, I'll say, team member or employee in that, in that organization has a role, has a part to play in helping everyone else, I'll say, uh, helping share the load and helping everyone else arrive at that destination together. Mm-hmm. Not leaving people behind, not stra- not no stragglers, no people trying to, to limp across the finish line, mm-hmm. but everybody arriving there 
together. Mm-hmm. And I think that is important as well, especially for us when we look at the, uh, you talked about the macro perspective as a nation or as in each nation. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say nation, I'm primarily talking about the United States because that's where we're, we're located, but I sincerely mean this for every nation. So that, that has to come from the Lord, but then it's also, Lord, what is my role? Mm-hmm. So when we look at um, vision in particular, so most nations have already been established. Their charter's been written. Absolutely. Constitution or, you know, whatever documentation that they're using, and some have altered theirs and updated or changed it and, you know, things of that nature. When it comes to looking at a, a national level, um, I think it's also important to understand that one person isn't responsible just for getting the vision from the Lord. Amen. Just because it's not their personal country. But... Um, there is an obligation of everyone within that nation to be seeking the Lord. Um, you saw that set up as the Lord was um, giving the the Torah to to Israel through Moses. It wasn't the Lord asked everybody to come. He invited everyone, Absolutely. and then the people abdicated their um, their privilege, if you will, but also their responsibility to come up and hear for themselves what the Lord said, because. Um, a heart can only be changed by God. And if you have a ruler in place who is refusing to hear from the Lord, are you lost then? Are you are you without answer or without um, even responsibility or recourse in that situation? If you, you have someone that is in leadership at the time and they are wicked and ungodly and refuse to hear the things of the Lord, I would say no, because God asked each of us to hear from him. Now, you may not be the one responsible for disseminating that message to the rest of the nation, um, as you would be if, say, we were the president or something of that nature. Um, but you are, as a citizen, as an individual, responsible from here to hear from God. Lord, what are you doing in, my, in this country? What are you doing in my nation? What are you doing in the earth? How can I walk with you and participate with you in this? And then cooperating in, in more um, levels with the Lord by praying for whoever that leader is so that they Amen. will hear from the, from the Lord. And, you know, and so in particular in America, we get a president uh, on four-year increments. Yes. And if they are reelected, they can serve up to eight years um, as president. So every eight years, we shouldn't be having a new vis- a new vision. Every four years, we shouldn't be having Absolutely. a new a new overall vision. Now there might be new legs of the journey. Um, you know, there might mm-hmm. be a need to address something, but the vision should stay roughly the same. What the Lord called this nation to do should not be changed, but that president should be looking to God to find out what is his role in this phase of the journey as he sits as leader over the country. But that's also the responsibility of the citizens to be praying in that, Lord, what are you saying for a country in this season? And what's my role in it, but also what's the president's role in it or, you know, whoever, whatever title your leader has, praying for that so that you can usher it in and then you cooperate based on what the Lord puts on your heart to do so that you can be in support. The vision always, and when we talk about it, we say, get the vision from the Lord, but it also, it kind of, I don't think it conveys the way we want it to. The vision has already been written by God. Amen. And so when we say get the vision from God, we don't, we're not saying that you come and 
receive from the Lord some special conjuring of, you know, your delight, but what God has already written in heaven, because history has already been from the end, he's declared the beginning, he's seen it all. So he knows what he's already predestined and preordained and prepared and wants us to do as um, countries, as people, you know, from the greatest to the least, he's already written that. So when we say, go get the vision from the Lord, we mean hear from him. What does he already have written and planned for this nation? And then get the instructions on how to walk it out because it's not, you know, the other way around. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And I love how you, you, there are so many good points in there, but um, where to get the vision. And it's an understanding of the word and what the Lord has already, already spoken Mm -hmm. and it has been written and he's still repeating himself. He's still, saying these same things and he says it to every generation because our god's the same yesterday today and forever he mm-hmm. never changes mm-hmm. um when for those that serve the lord we serve a great god mm-hmm. right i mean it says it in, uh, this way in jeremiah um 29 11, for i know the thoughts that i think towards you or some versions say that i have towards you says the lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end, or others say a future and a hope. Well, as we look at what happens when there are wicked leaders, actually Jeremiah talks about that as well. Mm-hmm. In 23, Jeremiah 23, 16, he talks about, um, oh, I'll say it. This is what it says. Thus says the Lord of hosts, don't hearken unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain they speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the lord so there's always this distinguishable difference it is so abundantly clear to to anyone that as as you said earlier honey has discernment that the lord has given discernment to so in order to have discernment we have to listen to the holy spirit but we also should see the fruit of that of what happens especially if the visions that are not of the Lord or the plan that is not of or from the Lord, mm-hmm. it always bears fruit. Mm-hmm. Always. Is it good fruit or is it horrific fruit, rotten and nasty down mm-hmm. to the core? Mm-hmm. And as just as we're, we're talking, I'm reminded of just like many of the cases that are happening now mm-hmm. uh, that are being discussed in, for upcoming elections, even the the Supreme Court is, is about to hear, actually, I believe tomorrow or Monday, uh, they're about to hear one on race-based college admissions. Hmm. This was already addressed in literally in our Constitution. All men are created equal. Mm-hmm. But here we are all these years later, almost, I mean, I'll just say it in this way, it's not even almost, it's seeking to undo things that were literally some of the building blocks and founding uh, components in establishing this nation. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you you reconcile that? And, and by that, I mean, how can you how can you look at that and say that's right when it's literally polar opposite to what we find throughout Scripture and in the Word about how the Lord wants us to treat our our, our love, our neighbor as ourself, and treat mm-hmm. our fellow man. Mm-hmm. Right? All things that literally our founding fathers wrote about in the Constitution. And 
were enacted at law in as laws for a long time. And when we look at some of these laws that are there are attempts to undo them or to convolute them or make them sway to represent or give more power or I'll say more leniency to a certain group or people or race or ethnicity or whatever that is that's not right or not just. Mm -hmm. So it shows where that, I mean, it should speak volumes of where that vision is coming from and why certain things are put in place. So uh, I want to bring this up because we are, it's, it's literally a decision time. And as we were talking in previous episodes of this podcast, it was about, let's get the, just the vision for the Lord, but who does the Lord want us to vote for, right? There's always fruit. So let's look at the fruit, and but let's hear from the Lord on who he wants the leaders to be. Mm-hmm. And there, there's something also to keep in mind is the reason that you ask God who you should vote for is because he is the only one who can dis- determine and see and discern the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Amen. You can look at outside demonstrations uh, to an extent. You shouldn't be ignorant of them, but people can put on a mask and lay in wait for a really long time. Absolutely. Right? And then as soon as they get the power, the position that they're looking for, you know, off comes their Scooby-Doo mask and the villain <laughs> is <laughs> right under there. Like, you know, like we, we thought, or, and, you know, sometimes we're surprised by that because it looks like they did all the right things. We looked at all the stuff that was on the outside, but the only one who knew their heart is Absolutely. God. So, Asking Holy Spirit to guide you as you as you review the few, the fruit of the um, the person that is positioning mm-hmm. themselves to be elected. As you review the fruit, take it before God. Is this what I think it is, Holy Spirit? What do you say about it? Because Amen. no one has ever fooled God, ever, and ever. no one will ever fool God. Absolutely. But you and I, with human humanity, can and will be fooled. But if you take it to the one who knows, and he is, his word is sharper than a two-edged sword, and it's going to make a clear distinction and make readily known, even if your eyes don't communicate it at the time, he's going to tell you what's right and what's at the heart of the matter. And that includes people. And he will say, no, don't vote for that one. I know they look good, but that's not what I said. And we can always trust and rely that he has the good perspective. He's got the good vision. He never fails. He never falters. And he will never be um, made a fool of. But if we go without him, rest assured, we're going to fail. Absolutely. He knows the plans he has for us, and they are to give us a future and a hope. Mm -hmm. And since, as we were reading in Deuteronomy, we've not yet, I'll say, arrived, but come into the inheritance, Mm -hmm. which is ultimately that's heaven here on earth. So let's take the steps required. Let's seek mm-hmm. the Lord with our, our entire being. Amen. Spirit, mind, heart, soul, body, spirit, right? Like everything within us, every area and aspect of our lives. And let's turn it over to him. He keeps the things that we commit to him. Mm-hmm. Ourselves, our nation, our family, our children, our mm-hmm. right parents. Everything. Everything. Every area and aspect. Your, your home, your business, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Education, or, I mean, there's there's so many things happening, but our God's still the same, and He still He is still on the throne, and He is the one in power and in control. Mm-hmm. Let us, I'll say, allow Him to function in His rightful place as King of Kings and as Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. You know, I just want to touch on that 
that voting thing that we were talking on yes. just a little bit more because you might be saying, well, how do I know? How do I ask? What are the questions that I shouldn't, you know, and I, I just want to encourage you that it does take effort. Amen. It does. It's not going to just fall on you like ripe cherries off a tree. It's not going to be, you know, someone putting grapes into your mouth and fanning you to make this easy for you. <laughs> it, it requires application of your will to go, Lord, I want to know what I want to know what you want, and I want to do what you want. And when you start in that place, God can lead you and guide you from there. And every time God gives a level, then you agree with him and say, yes, God, and you obey and walk with him continually from that standpoint. And then you keep moving forward with the Lord. Um, Proverbs chapter three, verse five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Verse six, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Uh, Verse seven says, do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. So he is there to help. He's already committed to do so. And it's our job to go, yes, and connect with him with our help. And what the Lord is looking for is first your heart and agreeing with him, just saying, okay, God, I don't know everything, but I know you do. And I'm not going to judge by what my eyes see, but I'm going to judge by what your word says. And like you already said, my love, finding out what's in the scriptures. And you might be going, Mm. well, it's it's too late for that. It's almost two weeks. I'm not going to be able to read the whole Bible and understand it in two weeks, starting from square one. I understand that, and that's okay, but God is always available. You can always cry out and ask for help and say, Lord, Amen. please help me, be with me. I, you're not judging me, Lord, because I haven't read the whole Bible. And <laughs> Not at all. What's he looking for? Exactly. A willing heart. He's exactly. looking for those that will be willing to take the time to hear him. Amen. And, and to then apply what he is teaching you and showing you in that moment. Amen. And I'll encourage you further with this. Abraham is a great patriarch in the Uh word of God, and he did not have a physical Bible to read. But what he did have is faith towards God and a willingness to believe God in and through everything and anything God asked of him. So not saying that you should toss away the written word of God. I'm not saying that at all because Jesus is the word and this is our opportunity to connect, connect with him in a particular way. And the Lord understands, you know, David was running in caves for years on end and hiding <laughs> exactly. and he didn't get to go to the temple. So he didn't have an opportunity to read the word. Like, you know, where you would think that piety comes from reading Bible verses and memorizing. He well, didn't have that. Let's just call it what it is. It's not piety. <laughs> some, some would say pious or piety. No, it's, it's self-righteousness. Exactly. So what God is looking for is the heart. And Amen. then he'll incorporate all the other things to follow. So I'm just encouraging you. I'm not saying you're op- you're relieved of your obligation to oh, study no. the Word of God and search the <laughs> Scriptures. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that grace that comes from God is sufficient and that we are to depend on His righteousness, righteousness and not our own. Our works Absolutely. are as filthy rags before Him. And we should trust in the grace that he has to us. So, so start today and go open my eyes, Holy Spirit, help me to do this. And, you know, if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, today's a good day. Amen. Right now is a good time for that. And it's just as simple as saying, Lord, come into my heart and be Lord and master of my life. And believing that he is the son of God, the true and living God and alive today. And that's salvation. Amen. Amen. It's like, so, and that, that just takes willingness. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a decision and it's a choice. Mm-hmm but that has to be made from a willing heart. Amen. And with that willingness, since if you make that choice and that decision, and I encourage you absolutely to do so, there's also the be willing 
to give him say over every area and aspect mm-hmm. of your life, mm-hmm. to remove the things that don't reflect him, his nature, his character, and his attributes in and through you. Mm-hmm. And and it begins with us, right? Uh, for, for my life, it first starts with me, right? And everything, for, it first starts with me and then extends beyond. Amen. And when it comes to voting... You know, don't judge by what your natural eyes see or what you think is right. Mm-hmm. Judge by what the Lord says is right, what honors God. Um, our our natural eyes tend to look at what we think is pretty or what we we think, you know, I don't like her hairstyle. I don't like his tie. You know, we start thinking in natural terms. So, so in other words, what we've been taught or what society would condition us to think are the right things to look for. Mm-hmm. And I would just say flesh. I mean, Absolutely. Just, just being a human. As opposed to what the Lord says are the right things mm-hmm. to look for, which is Him and His Word, mm-hmm. both written and spoken mm-hmm. in our lives so we can apply it. Amen. You know, there's for me, there's some things that the Lord, he, He's like, don't even physically look at them. Just listen. Absolutely. Just just listen to what's being said and then bring it before me. Because my eyes start searching over. I'm like, that suit sure is wrinkly. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that smile or, you know, whatever it is. My eyes start wanting to judge the appearance of a man or a woman. But I'm supposed to be listening to God as he determines the heart of the man or the woman and, and gives mm-hmm. his indication of who he wants to fulfill that role at the time. And remembering that we are working and living within his plan for this earth. So he's already picked out everyone that he wants to come forward and he knows who will fit that role the best. For accomplishing his purpose, mm-hmm. right? He knows the plans he has for us. They give us a future, they give us a hope. But his word also goes forth to accomplish his purpose, not mm-hmm. our purpose. His, mm-hmm. It's his will that we are to do here on this earth. Amen. And there, there may be someone who physically looks to you like, no, that can't be the person, Lord. That cannot be the person. Look at them. <laughs> Their hair's stupid. You know, just all the reasons why we think they won't work. But God's saying, yes, I have commissioned. I've called this one. Yes. I mean, that was the report about David. You know, Samuel the was The disciples, looking. every one of, I mean, so many throughout scripture. And, you know, even thinking in present time, especially in America, President Trump did not look like he would be good for this nation, but God said, I called him and the, the man agreed with me. So that's who I want to fill this role. Mm-hmm. And you, there, were no indi- there were no indicators on the outside per se, no strong ones anyway, other than him saying he wanted to be president, but God knew what he put on the inside of him. God knew what he was going to get out of him. And, and all throughout history. I mean, look at Washington, look at amen. Uh, even Reagan, look at um, Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were so many. We we did have you know, the Lord always. He always sends his best. He does. Will we receive his best? Mm-hmm. Will we choose his best for us and mm-hmm. for this nation mm-hmm. and, and your nation, wherever Amen. wherever it is in the world that you're listening to this? Amen. And you know, we're not looking for formulas. We're looking for God's um, signature. We're looking for His. I'll say condoning or permission on a, a candidate. Amen. But um, you know. There are people that would say what sounds good. They will tickle your ears. They'll tickle your fancy. They have all the buzzwords and the keywords <laughs> just right. They know how to pause and smile on cue. You know, their hair blows in the Very wind at the right moment. Very eloquent orators, yeah, absolutely. It, it's everything. It seems on the surface like it's right. But then there's someone who doesn't speak so well. There's someone who doesn't have it all together. But God said, I have 
put my seal of approval on that one. And that's the one who will be a blessing to your area. That'll be a blessing mm-hmm. to your family. That'll be a blessing to the nation, to the country, you know, wherever you are, look for God's signature, not what seems right and tickles your fancy. And, and like anything else, if we truly desire to know, mm-hmm. then we will seek the Lord mm-hmm. and he will reveal it. He will. He'll make he will it evident He will always to us. reveal his choice mm-hmm. to he us will. Will. if we truly desire to know it. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're gonna we're gonna stop there for today. Uh, I just want to encourage you to seek the Lord, diligently seek Him mm-hmm. until He has revealed to you His ways and His thoughts on the matter. Just let it pass by before Him. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to thank you all for tuning in. It's been a, a pleasure, and uh, man, I I look forward to many future ones and thank Mm -hmm. you for joining us honey i'm so privileged to be here and you're most welcome thank you well for all our listeners we love you god bless you and have a wonderful evening